this morning we will continue on the message that God has given to us in this year God is inviting you and I to a place of rest somebody say amen, amen. to a place of what you know life can be very tough is that true friends they trust can disappoint in many ways you could have strive to make things happen in many ways you could have labored so it doesn't matter what the journey of life has been to you if you are this morning god is inviting you to place of rest somebody say a loud amen. amen listen friends i am not talking about the rest that the world tries to give i'm not talking about the rest that is that comes because you got something no i'm talking about god's own kind of rest i know you need it i know that you need it and watch this in this place of rest you can do better in this place of the rest of god you can function much better because your strength is coming from him somebody say amen, amen. so if you are here this morning it doesn't matter how you got here it doesn't matter who brought you i want you to know that this is an invitation to a new life you have tried to live your life people have tried to define how you should live your life but from this moment on you are going to live the way god wants you to live how many of you know that that is better that is better there's a life that is propelled by god friends look up here we are not telling you about a theory or something that we don't know we are telling you what god is helping us to experience men can strive men can wrestle men can hustle but there's a rest that god gives jesus and his disciples were on a boat and the storms arose something amazing happened even though the storms was going up and down but jesus was asleep somebody say rest you know why he knows that that sea has no power to take his life he knows that it doesn't matter what they say will happen in this country or in the world there's a lot of theories there's a lot of stuff going around you and i are not going to be concerned about that because god is bringing us to the place of his own rest somebody say rest see i'm talking about a rest that you can taste I'm talking about a rest that you can start to feel in your natural bodies. I'm talking about a rest that brings you to a place of direction. You are no longer fighting like the world fires. But you know where God is taking you to. You know where God is leading you. There's something that happens to a man who has seen where God is taking him to. There's something that happens to that man. Everybody says the country is tough. Is that true? But how many of you know that for some people, this is the best of their seasons? How many of you know that? They said there's no money. But the money in circulation did not disappear. It only went into other hands. Matthew chapter 11 verse number 28. Let's begin. Invitation to a new life of rest. Matthew chapter 11 verse number 28. Matthew 11 verse number 28. See if I can get that on the screen. Please. Matthew 11 verse number 28. Let me begin by reading that to you. First of all, Jesus says, are you weary? Are you okay? So we have it. Can you see it? Okay. Now this is Jesus speaking. He says, are you weary? Carrying a heavy burden, 
then come to me. I will refresh. Somebody say refresh. I will refresh your what? I know some of us need this refreshing. Amen. It doesn't matter what the journey has been. Jesus is inviting you that he himself will refresh your life. He said, for I am your oasis. Next line. Give me next line. Let's read. Next line. Simply join your life with mine. Where will you find refreshment? Where will you find rest? See, watch this. I love what he says. He says, I am gentle. I am humble. Right? And he says, I am easy to please. First of all, this was not the picture of God we had. It made like, for it to be God, it must be difficult. The African man thinks, for it to be God. But how many of you know that Jesus was God in person? So whatever Jesus says is God speaking. So this is God saying, I am gentle, I am humble, and easy to look up here. The first miracle that will happen for some of you this year is that your eye will open. You will see God better. Because once you see him better, then you can enjoy him better. Once you see him and understand what, the way he works, friend, this is God in person saying to us, you will find refreshment and rest in me. He didn't say you will find troubles. You will find what? Refreshment in me. You will find rest in me. The thing that is most important for some of us here, first of all, this year, look up here, and those who know me know I say this all the time. If you are the same person you are this year, last year, the same person you were last year, if you are the same person this year, if you followed God how you followed him last year, if you prayed the same kind of prayers, and you did the same kind of things you did, the likelihood of that the same result you got last year will be the same result that this year. But that's not your portion in the name of Jesus. This year you will do better. Somebody say a loud amen. amen. If you believe that you say a loud amen. amen. I say this year you will do better. Somebody say amen. amen. But how? That your eyes open. That you start to see God. The way he wants you to see him. Not the way the world has defined him. Not the way religion has defined him. Matter of fact, give me this in the message translation if you have it. I want us to read this. This is Jesus' own invitation to you and I. This is Jesus' own. Look at what he says. Are you tired? Worn out? Friends, listen to me carefully. When a man falls inside a swimming pool and is struggling for life, you know how they save the man? Those who are experienced to save will first wait until the man stops to struggle. Because when the man is struggling, it's difficult to help him. They will allow the man to struggle and struggle. When he's at rest, then they will pick him up. Some of you, may your struggles end this year. And let God himself, let God, let God himself carry you. Let God himself, that you have to come to the end of your struggling, that the power of God begins to work. The Bible says, are you tired? Worn out, born out on what? Religion. Born out on what? Religion. Some of you, your problem is religion in the first place. That's the big, you don't know. That's the biggest challenge you have. And we're going to deal with that. Jesus himself says, are you born out of religion? Don't forget that. Jesus says, are you tired? Worn out? Then you know that you are a better candidate for his help. Because as long as you continue to struggle, there's a limit to what can happen. But when you come to the place of rest, there's a place where you depend solely to let God make things happen for you. Again, friends, we are not telling you theories. We are telling you the God that we know. Somebody say amen. He says, get away with me and you will recover. Somebody say recover. This year is a year of recovery. Somebody say amen. 
whatever you have lost, you will recover in the name of Jesus. I said you will recover in the name of Jesus. If you receive it, you say a louder amen. It's a year of recovering. You know how you recover? When you rest, God's hand begins to work. He says, watch this. He says, watch what he says. Get away with me. Leave these people. Leave the world. Leave religion. Get away with me. And that's why we are here. Because what we are trying to do is to get away from the things that has limited us from seeing God. He says, get away with me and you will recover his life. Watch what he says. I will show you how to take a re-rest. Hallelujah. Friends, there's something about Christ that you will discover this year. And like as I say to people, when you taste it, the same way we talk, you two will talk like that. It's real, friends. Jesus is setting you and I free from religion. Watch this. Do you know the people Jesus were talking to here? They were the most religious people on earth. They knew how to fast. They knew how to go to the temple. In fact, they can even kill you for God. Because at the end, they killed Christ. Trying to do God a favor, they killed Christ. You know that, right? The people who killed Christ, who were they trying to do favor? God. They thought it was in the service of God to kill Christ. So look up here. They thought it was in the service of God to kill God. Jesus looked at them and says, I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and he says, walk with me and then walk with me. Watch how I do it. Watch this. He says, learn the unforced. You are not forcing it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. He says, I won't lay anything heavy or if it in this year, your miracle will start when you offload the burdens that religion has put you into. Then suddenly there's a rest. Then suddenly you start to enjoy God. Then suddenly God becomes a God that you know. Suddenly God is no longer a speculation. Suddenly it becomes so tangible and so real. He says, keep coming with me. And you will learn how to live freely. Somebody say live freely. Did you know today, when people hear us talk about God, it's difficult for them to believe because the things we talk about are free. They say, especially the African man, say, no, this is too good. Have you had that? Somebody say that to you. No, this thing you are saying is too good to be true. But they also say that God is good all the times. Then we show you about a God that is really good. Now you have a problem with it. Jesus says, I will show you how to live freely and lightly. Where your own life becomes a miracle. The way you live your life becomes a miracle. In the midst of your people, in the midst of your friends, in the midst of your family, the way you live your life becomes a miracle. They cannot explain it. You know what? The world is looking for the strongest, the fastest, the tallest, the thinnest. God is looking for those who can rest. God is looking for those who can rest. Because when you rest, look at how God created Eve. First of all, he first put Adam to sleep. If Adam was awake, what would have come out of Eve would have been more trouble. But God first put him to what? To rest, sleep. And then he brought us something. This year you will rest in the name of Jesus. Look up here, friends. And I pray this by the Spirit. Whether you understand it all or not. But this rest will be your experience. In the name of Jesus. Everywhere you have struggled, God is bringing you to a place of rest. Somebody say a loud amen. amen. Now, not this. Let's start. If you believe wrong, you will live wrong. Listen to me carefully. Uncle, auntie, bros, sis. If you want to write, write this down. If you believe wrong, wrong believing will always produce wrong living. If you believe God wrongly, the relationship will be wrong. 
So, if Satan wants to attack you, it's not coming from your village. It's to make sure you believe God wrongly. It doesn't matter where you go. Even if you run to America, the same belief will control you. If you believe wrongly, you will live, you will do wrongly, and you will believe wrongly. Also, right believing will always produce right living. We are where we are because God is helping us to separate us so we can believe rightly. So we can believe the right way. And when you believe, you see the power of God in action. Let me hear you say it louder. Amen, friends. You will see the power of God carry your life. Listen to me. It doesn't matter who born you. Hmm? It doesn't matter the mistakes you have made. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. In fact, sometimes the worse, the worse self, the better. So that when people see you, they know that this can only be God. See, what God can make in your life, it does not matter. That is why it doesn't matter where they born you. Even if your village is not on the map. Eh? It's not on the map at all at all. Even if your mother and your father cannot spell their names. Hmm? Some of the places God has taken me to, I have to explain to my parents in Igbo language. Because they will not understand. So, okay, it's not where they born you. It's not where you're coming from. It's not the mistakes that you've made. No, I'm telling you this morning about what God can do in your life. If you learn to rest on him. Then he will lift you up. Then he will stay you up. So that even when they ask you, the only thing you will do is smile and say, thank you, Jesus. May that be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Don't forget, friend, if you believe wrongly, you will do wrongly. So, first of all, some of you have been struggling because the image of God you have is wrong. That was my own journey, first of all, for 19 years. I was struggling with God. Trying my best to do all that they have asked me to do. It looked like it was not working. So I began to wonder, does this God actually work? Is it real? I did not understand until God helped me to see that what I was struggling with was the image of God. The picture of God that I had, which was wrong. I told you this year, you were expecting a miracle. But that miracle is already here. Somebody say, hey, man. Because once your eye sees God the way he wants you to see him, everything changes. Friends, everything changes. That's what happens. Everything changes. Watch this. The image of God you have is what you are struggling with. And by the grace of God, we are committed to helping you change that image. So that you start to relate with God the correct way. Let me give you an example. The year is beginning. And in many places, they will say something like this. This year, for this year to work well, you need to fast for a number of days. How many of you have heard that before? You know, to make this year work, watch me, watch, just follow me carefully. Just follow me carefully. Remember I told you, your miracle begins this year when you start to see God the right way. They said this year, to make this year work, God has asked us to fast 100 days. Fifth, some places 30, some places 10, some places longer, 60, whatever. So in the first place, it looks like God sits in heaven, right? And then he looks at this congregation and he says, to bless these people this year, you need 100 days fasting. And then he goes to the next congregation, he, sees, he says to them, this ones only need five days. Bros, me and no one will hallow. I go look for the one for five days. She been at the same place and Abby. But God is not a respecter of persons. He loves us. So you start this year and you think that by the time I have starved myself of food, there's no way God will not work for me. And you get yourself committed to it. And then down the year, you are looking up and looking down and wondering, is it really working? How many of you have been there before? You shall know the truth. And the truth will do what? 
Why is it that it is truth that sets free? Because it is lies that keep you in bondage. So, look up here. The picture of God you have is a God who sits in heaven. And he has all the things that you need. He has the money that you need. All the blessings. The marriage you're looking for. The good relationship. But he's holding it. And then he's sitting and waiting for you. Mm. He's waiting for you. And then you start to starve yourself for food. The more you starve yourself for food, the more you starve yourself, he will start to stand up small, 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 small. The more you starve, the more you starve. And then after 40 days, he will say, mm, my picking, you don't try. Now, make I give you the blessing. Look up here. Even you who are parents will not do that to your children. No parent, no matter how bad that child is, you will never do that. You help them. They disobey. You help them. You pray for them. You go to church for them. In fact, you are working for them. And sometimes they will tell you, please, just leave me alone. That means you are better than God. Because the God you know is the one that will sit in heaven and cross his leg. And say, in fact, by June, you start to wonder, maybe I didn't do the fasting well. I closed by four. When they say we should close by six. This year, remember what Jesus says, if you are carrying a heavy burden, he said, come to me and I'll give you rest. You will experience his rest in the name of Jesus. Give me Isaiah chapter 58. Let me show you what God said to them about that. Isaiah chapter 58. Let's read from verse number 2. Isaiah chapter 58. Verse number 2. Okay. I'm going to read. Perhaps you, you are not seeing this. But let me read. It says shout. A full throated shout. That means shout with all the power where you get. Hold not and bow back. A trumpet blast shout. Tell my people what is wrong with their lives. Face my family, Jacob, with their sins. And what is their sins? Watch this. What is their sins? Look up here. You think that their sins, they are committing fornication, they are committing adultery. They are... No, it says they are busy, busy, busy at worship. <laughs> they are looking for God. If you are looking for God, you will never come to a place of rest. Because God has come to us. He said they are busy, busy, busy at worship. And they love studying all about me. Watch. It is not the studying. It is, remember, look up here. Look up here. Look up here. First of all, you need to know that God is spirit. What he's looking at is your heart. Don't forget. Not the activity. God is what? Spirit. He works for us in the realm of our spirit. So, he says, they all are. To all appearances, they are a nation of right-living people. They are law-abiding, God-honoring. They ask me, what is the right thing to do? That's what they are asking God. And love having me on their side. But they also complain. What is their complaint? Why do we fast and you don't look our way? Why is it that we are fasted? 100 days. And then, by February, we start another deliverance that the 100 days fasting did not resolve. Listen, friends. If you enter that journey, there's no exit point. Home. You will continue going and going. But this year, God is retrieving you to rest. Somebody say amen. Watch this. He says, they complain. Why do we fast? And you don't look away. Why do we humble ourselves? And you don't even notice. Next line. And he says. Well. Here is why. God is answering them. The bottom line on your fast days. Is what? Profit. Remember. It's not what you are doing. It is why you are doing it. When you fast for 60 days. Beginning the year. What is your intention? What is in your heart? The other translation says, because you are only looking for your desires. Friends, look up here. 
First of all, you must come to believe that God is not withholding any blessing from you. If God has given you Christ, he has given you everything he has. For the fullness of God is in Christ. Follow me carefully. Because God will detach you from trouble and you come to a place of rest. When you ask yourself, I'm sure, me I don't do, you don't do, ask yourself, as I'm talking now, just sit down and ask yourself. All, all, all those days, what were you fasting for? Profits. You want to use God to get something. So it's not God you are looking for. No, it's the God that will help you. So God is not the end. God is a means to an end. You're fasting to God. So that he will give you money. He will give you health. He will give you peace. So everything that you are fasting for is for profit. It's for your own desires. In fact, it makes you more selfish. And on those days, you look more holy. Is that true? You are fasting. You start to walk slow, slow. Now you are holy. <laughs> now you are holy. If your neighbor insults you, you won't insult back. Or you look at them and something says, but remember you are fasting. But in your heart, you have already slaughtered them. How many of you know, beloved, God looks at the heart. You have all good behavior. God is trying to set you free so that you enjoy him. That's what I'm telling you, friends. You have all those good behaviors. You package yourself well. That time, all the makosa that used to dance, you would delete them and download only Christian songs. <laughs> you pray more. You go to church more. You know what you are trying to do? You are just trying to give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. You just want to sacrifice these 10 days or 30 days and then you start to walk your way. And then now that you have done that, you are now looking unto heaven for God to come down for you. That's why many are disappointed. Listen, friend, we present you a God that you can never be disappointed with because you will know his heart. And when you know his heart, you flow in his way and you come to a place of rest. And when you are rested, you will do more. Somebody say amen. I said this year you will do more in the name of Jesus. Watch what God says. He says you drive your employees much too hard. You fast, but at the same time, you bicker and you fight. All the people where they quarrel with you, you will suspend the quarreling during the time of fasting. After, <laughs> after may them just try yourself. May them just, may them just try them. Then you will give them you get, all the things where you don't store sins, you bring it back. He says, you fast, but you swing a mean feast. The kind of fasting you do won't get your prayers off the ground. The Bible says. He's talking to men. Remember, this is the Old Testament. He's talking to men in the flesh. Let me look up here. Let me tell you. We who walk in the spirit, we don't have to strive to live this, what he's going to say now, because it's who we are. Friends, look up here. True fasting is supposed to change you. And by changing you, God changes your circumstance. By changing you, God changed your environment. And you will see now. He says, he says, look, do you think that this kind of fast day I'm after, a day you show off your humility, those days in our competition, hmm? after we have fast 100 days, we we'll look at you, this one. We don't know where we are coming from. <laughs> did you know that somebody can have a problem in your mind? You are thinking, eh, but they did not fast now. You know that, right? But you wake up fast. When you can't they get the problem, your confusion will come double. Or when you now see the people who did not fast getting the same things that you are looking for. 
you start to wonder, God, where are you? <laughs> One of my friends will say, that's when you say, God, show me your finger. God, if you are alive, show me your finger. No, it's because you have a wrong image of God. That image is why God brought you here to remove it. So you can see him the right way. Somebody say amen. amen. If you see the truth and believe the truth, the life is a flowing life. When men see you walking and performing, they wouldn't understand. It's not you, it's God moving you. God is the one leading you. He will tell you, don't go here, go here. Because one instruction from God can change everything. How many of you know that? But first of all, let us delete the wrong image we have. He says, you put on, see now, see it now. You put on pious long face. That's what I just explained. When you are fasting, your face is holy. You have all the holy attitude. You will remember the people who offend you. You suspend them for now. Say, you put on a pious long face. And parade at hand. Somebody in Go and read this scripture. It's, it's, it's Isaiah 58. You, you walk quietly. I was listening to one of these comedians. And I saw one of his kids. He was describing what people do after they collect Holy Communion. You know, you go, you collect Holy Communion. And then you're coming back to your seat. You walk like an angel. Small by small. And then you got there. Somebody's already sitting on your seat. <laughs> you first give them sign. <laughs> and then the man too is also pious. He too is looking like this. You give them a second sign. They don't comply. You move to the next level. <laughs> Why are you doing that? You think you have collected something holy. So now you're holy. Until they share grace. Listen, friends. God cannot be mocked. Let's put away this childishness and allow him to change our lives. He says you put on, see, solemn black. Do you, the Bible says, do you call that a fasting? A fast day that I, God, would like. Let me show you what God likes. Up. Oh, next line. He says, this is the kind of fast day I am after. To break the chains of injustice. Somebody say amen. amen. You see, if you read these lines, right? This fast changes you. Because God is after changing your life. If you are praying for a better home, a better home does not come because God will stay in heaven and blow whistle. The God answers the prayer by changing you. Because you are the one living in the house. If you walk from the place of rest, that rest will manifest in your home. Oh God, give me rest. Oh God, give me rest. You will go shout tired. No, the rest comes to you. Inside of you. I know I've said this before, but let me say it a million times. You cannot give what you don't have. Is that true? No man can give you what he does not have. If you don't have peace inside of you, you cannot give it out. You can pray about it. You can shout about it. When they step on your feet, the thing where they say, I go come out. That's why people can act holy. But offend them. Then you will see who they are. The Bible says, to break the chains of it, it says, read of exploitation. Watch this. Watch this. This is what God is saying here. Okay, let me read first. Free the oppressed. Cancel debts. What I am interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry. Now, don't mistake this. Because people are looking for techniques, right? Don't mistake this. Ah, pastor is saying, the kind of fast God wants this year. May I just go carry my food, go give beggars. That's not what he's talking about. No. The example that he's giving here is the way we ought to live our lives. And watch this. When you do this, you are starving your flesh. You are fasting the desires of the flesh. Because the flesh will thrive in injustice. Selfishness. To get what belongs to you, it doesn't matter how. 
Flesh thrives in anger, in jealousy, in by biting, in speaking evil against others. The flesh thrives in that. So if you starve yourself of food and you do those things, you are still feeding your flesh. To lose injustice is to change the person that you are. Suddenly, you start to behave the way God behaves. And guess what? Even your family members will know that you are changing. Those around you, they correct fast. And the good thing about it is that we who try to live in the spirit, this is our life. Listen to me carefully. When you refuse to revenge, somebody does something bad to you, but you refuse. You know you have every right to revenge. But you say no. You are fasting. Because you are starving your flesh. Because revenge is the sweet body. Thank you, sir. It is sweet. Do me, I do you. God, no go verse. You even, <laughs> you even have Bible verse for it. But don't forget. But you are starving yourself of food. No. When you starve yourself of the flesh, you become a changed person. Your employees will know that you are a different person. Because when they do wrong, you're supposed to curse. But the word of grace comes from your mouth. Because the man who lives by the flesh will curse. Idiot. God punish you. That's your language. But this year may it change in the name of Jesus. Everybody you see needs help, beloved. Every human being you see, all of us are struggling with things. And like I say, as I say to people, you don't have to be a pastor like me on Sunday to manifest God. Even in your business, in the customers that you do. The way you speak to them and greet them, something from God is coming out from you. Friends, if we follow the will of God and the way of God, trust me, the things men are fasting for becomes the normal way you live your life. We fast the flesh. To cheat somebody, it is sweet for some people, buddy. You know that this thing is 5K. You are fasted for 60 days old. This thing is 5K. When you say, truth to God, 10,000, last, last. It is sweet for body. But for those of us who are redeemed in the Holy Ghost, that's not who we are. Everybody in Nigeria is looking for integrity. If every customer you have knows that when you tell the truth, when you say something is the truth, you will not look for customers in this country. In this country. But what do we do? You fast. But you cheat them. They now found out that you have cheated them. They stop coming. And you start to look for the demon that steals customers. Is God helping anybody this morning? Listen friend. Let this year be a different year for you. Because God is changing you. Stop looking for God to come down from heaven. Because God is in you. And he is in you to change you. Once he changes you, you will see the circumstances around you change. You become a master of situations. The Bible says, look, look at all the things that is listed here. Everything that is listed here is about letting something go. Releasing something. He said, this is the kind of fast that I love. Not only does this one change you, it also changes the people around you. Because you become a blessing to them. Your words are seasoned with grace. When you speak, men speak like jesters. But when you speak, you speak like God. That is your portion in the name of Jesus. Number two, because of time. I just told you, struggling with God starts because we have a wrong image of God. But in this assembly, God has brought us out so we clean up those images. You start to see God the way God is. And you start to relate with him. 
And then you start to see that you don't have to force the testimonies. You don't have to force the miracles. It becomes who you are. Somebody say a louder amen. If you believe that, you say a louder amen. amen. Number two, the reason why their struggle, pain, is also the same thing on the other side. Many of us, the things we believe about life, about love, about money, about relationship, is wrong. Why is it wrong? Because it did not come from Christ. It came from the world. It came from your own challenges. Some of you, what is driving you is your pain. What you have gone through. They say to you, you will never make it. You carry the anger. They use them, they bounce. And now that anger, now you they carry go fast. And why are you trying to fast? So that you make it. So that you prove to them that you have made it. So you are trying to bring God as part of your anger. May God heal our hearts in the name of Jesus. Let God heal our hearts. And clean us up. Because friends, if you have a wrong understanding of money, you will approach money wrongly. Until you see money the way God seeks money. Then you cannot manage money the way God ought to manage money. Love is the same thing. Some of us, the definition we have about love is what the word has told us. It's what the word has told us. It's what we saw on social media. It's what they have defined for us. Look up here, friend. Let me say this over and over again. It doesn't matter who prays for you, how long you pray, how long you fast. If you make your choices in the same way unbelievers make their choices, you will get the same result. It's true. I have to say these things so that you can be set free. If you make your choices, if the way you think about relationship is the way unbelievers think, you will do the way unbelievers do. And you will get the same result. Many of the way we think about things, life itself, our understanding of life was not defined from Christ. It was defined from the world. In fact, many times, we want to keep the life of the world and then use Christ to try to balance up this side. How you see money, how you see work, how you see relationship. Remember, if you believe wrong, you will do wrong and you will live wrong. But if you start to see money, love, relationship, career, in the eyes of God, then you start to walk in the wisdom of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Quickly. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans 12, verse 2. Let's read that quickly. First of all, TPT, if you have it. Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. Stop. Stop. Be inwardly transformed. By who? So the Holy Spirit is the one transforming you. But how does he do it? Inwardly. Somebody say inwardly. So God works from the inside of you. He restores your peace. And then your home is full of peace. He gives you joy inside. And then everywhere you go, you spread that joy. God gives you, the Holy Spirit starts to manifest self-control. Then you know what to say yes to and what to, what to say no to. You are no longer driven by the way the word is driven. But now, something else is driving you. But watch what he said. What is your own path? Stop. Somebody say stop. Let me hear you say stop. So, when you think about relationship, how do you think about it? Is it from the eyes of Christ or what your village people told you? Is it from the eyes of Christ or what unbelievers told you? Is it from the eyes of Christ or ask yourself, ask yourself. When you leave this service today, ask yourself these questions. How do I think about these things? Remember the way you think about them is the way you follow. Is that true? Because where the mind goes, the man follows. But if you allow God to redefine these things for you, then you find out that God is not running away from you. You find out that God is not withholding anything from you. For he has made all things available for us. Somebody say amen. God has made all things available. So stop. This year you will stop. Somebody say amen. Say this year I will stop. What are you going to stop? 
stop copying and imitating the way the world does things. Because their spirit is different. You cannot fast for 100 days and still walk according to the ideas of the world. It cancels your fasting. That's what we're talking about. Friend. Then you start to get angry at God. God, why my own can't be like this now? No, God does not hate you. Like lie, God does not hate you. What you need to correct is how you see things. He says, stop. The other translation says, stop copying. This one says, stop imitating. Ask yourself, when you think about business, how do you think about business? The way you think about it is the way you follow through. When you think about money, how do you think about money? When you think about love, how do you think about love? When you think about relationship, family, how do you think about it? I guarantee you, if, if you think about it the way God wants you to think about it, you will do it exactly how he wants you to do it. It's a simple math. So watch this. He says, but be inwardly transformed. Transform is to change your form. The other translation says, let the Holy Spirit change you into a new person by changing the way you think. This one says, be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation. Somebody say reformation. Louder reformation. What does reformation mean? Reformation is the same word as, as refurbish. If I want to change this room, I'll take off the old things and I'll bring in the new things. This time around, you're putting away the way the world thinks and replacing them by the way God thinks. He says, watch what he says. He says, through a total reformation of how you, have you seen it there? Through a reformation of how you, if you think about business in a godly way, you do it in a godly way. This is the problem with religion. They want to change you from outside. God changes you from inside. It doesn't matter how much I preach to you. If you think that you need to cheat, remember, think that you need to cheat to survive. It doesn't matter what I say to you. You can only repent. In fact, if an angel comes here with fire in his mouth, you will only repent for two or two, three weeks. When you forget the fear, you go back because you think, you are convinced that you cannot survive except if you cheat. But when you come to the rest of God, somebody say amen, you will realize that your life is better, greater than what you have and what you don't have for now. Then you have a control. Then your character starts to change. The way you live in your home changes. The way you handle your children changes. The way you respond to your parents changes. That is the rest that God is bringing us into. Now watch this. It says, when you do this, this will empower you to discern what? God's will. Everybody, please look at the last line. As you live a... This is the will of God for you, friend. To live a beautiful life. This is the will of God for you. It says, as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in the eyes of God. As you live a beautiful life, this is our portion in the name of Jesus. If you walked in here this morning, God is inviting you to this beautiful life that we talk about. To the life that is prepared by him. To the life of power. The life of increase. The life of control. And look up here. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to wear the title a pastor to enjoy this. Because the same Holy Ghost I have is the same one that you have. Is that true? Look up. Is that true? Do I have a senior Holy Ghost and you have a junior one? Hmm? Answer me now. Is your own junior? Is he the same Holy Spirit? Uh -huh. And God has done it that way. He gives me the same spirit, his spirit, and he gives you the same spirit. What we are teaching you is that if you yield to that spirit, you will do much better. Then, it's not dependent on you sitting on a mountain waiting for God to come down. No, it's to begin to walk from the God that is inside of you. He's there to stir you up, to guide you, to leave you. That is how we can tell you that your year will be better. And we know it is true. Look up. No false hope. 
God forbid that we give you a false hope. A false hope is if you do one, two, three, four, God will see it and come down for you. That's a false hope. And that's why people get disappointed. But what we are telling you is as certain as the day. What we are telling you is as truthful as the day. If you yield to him, then as he's changing you, things around you are changing. Look up here. And this is where we conclude. Those days that we used to say, God is here. He may bless your neighbor and pass you. Or God is in your neighborhood. If he's doing it for your neighbor, one day he will do it for you. Those days are gone. What I'm telling you right here is available for everybody who is here. You know why? God is not a respecter of persons, friends. There's no need, there's no way God wants to favor my brother and bypass this brother. The God I'm talking to you about gives his reign even to the evil. If religious people control the rain and shine, it will never fall on the farm of the sinner. But God gives his blessings to all. Why will he not give it to you? Why will he deny you from those blessings? There's absolutely no reason. This year, you will see how blessed that you are. And then it will be your experience. Bow down your head. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Where did he speak to you this day? What did he say to you? Where do you need to make adjustments? But let me tell you, friends, the greatest adjustment you can make this morning is to say, God, I want to know you. I've not come to use you, but I've come to know you. I want to know you. That's your prayer, friend.